Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. You honor us by listening in, and we're grateful for you. Um, Before we begin, I just want to encourage you to not let this podcast replace the local church in your life. God has designed it so that we are to join a local church and serve that body of believers and be shepherded by the pastor of that church. And that's something no podcast can give you. And so if you're not involved in a local church, let me encourage you to find one as soon as possible. Enjoy our podcast. Open your Bibles to John chapter 10. John 10, keep an Old Testament passage in the back of your mind. Um, Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 5-ish. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah? From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure for now, for he, he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Famous Christmas passage there, Micah 5, it's where Christ is prophesied to be born in Bethlehem. And it talks about how this birth is going to go on to a man being the shepherd of Israel, the, the shepherd. Hundreds of years of prophecy waited to be fulfilled as Mary and Joseph made a trek to Bethlehem. They, they were called to go and um, fulfill their, um, to be registered in a census. And so they had to go there. God was behind this all. Um, the, the Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem, the city of David. The one who would be called Lamb of God would be born in Bethlehem. And that night, the king from Bethlehem was born. He was from Bethlehem because he was from that line of David. King David was from Bethlehem. Before David was king, he was also a shepherd. When David was king, God made a covenant with him that his throne would last forever. It would, it would never go away. One day another king would sit on his throne who would have an everlasting kingdom. And that king would also be a shepherd. So we look to this king in John 10 the Good Shepherd. John 10, I'll read verses 1 through 21. Truly I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold, by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. 
So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatch them and scatter them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was, again, a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, there are not, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Jesus talks a lot about the shepherd hearing his voice and listening to it. You know, there's a lot of voices in our world. Our world is full of voices, and everybody seems to be using their voice and listening to so many other voices. So just to name a few voices in our world, you've got the news media. I don't keep up with the news at all because, honestly, you can barely trust any of it. And that includes the ones I politically agree with. Yeah, I studied journalism in college, and, and we were taught all these different ethics in journalism, and I, I don't know any television network that follows any of those ethics. It's propaganda, and all it does is incite fear, distrust, and conspiracy theories. So you got the news media, you got celebrities. You know, you, you'll look around Facebook, and there'll be some serious issue going on in the world, and you'll see a picture of Morgan Freeman and a quote from Morgan Freeman about this issue. And people are like, wow, look at what Morgan Freeman said about this. And I'm like, Morgan Freeman's an awesome actor. Harrison Ford is an awesome actor. Denzel Washington is an awesome actor. But what kind of expertise do they have about that issue? Like, like, what kind of expertise do they have about that issue? Don't get more authority because you're, you're known by more people than, you know, Sydney is. You know, you don't get more authority because you're a celebrity than any common person in this church, your voice on some matter. I don't really care what Cardi B has to say about some issue. I just don't. She's not an expert. But because celebrities have a bigger recognition by the world, they tend to think their voice counts more in a discussion of major things. Or you have social media. Gives everyone a voice with no filter. We need a filter on our social media. People can literally post anything, whether it's true or not. I see people share stuff all the time that is obviously not true, but they're super offended by such a thing. But it didn't even happen. You, or you have the education system. I'm thinking in particular of, of college universities. Um, more and more colleges are becoming indoctrination camps. You, students are, aren't being taught how to think. They're being taught what to think. 
They're being taught what to think. That's probably the defining factor of the voices today from the world. Voices everywhere are not wanting us to think for ourselves. They're wanting to think for us. We're more and more losing the ability to be able to discern right and wrong. Being able to test things to see if what we're being told is actually true or not. We have to have the ability to discern. There's one voice we listen to supremely. That's the voice of Jesus. If something doesn't measure up to the words of Jesus, we reject it. We do not listen to it. Jesus talks about this as a shepherd with his sheep here. Sheep know their shepherd. They aren't super smart animals. They're pretty stupid animals, but they know their master's voice. They know it. A thief may come into the sheep pen and call out to them. They won't run to that thief. They will run away from that thief. They will run from him. They can't really protect themselves from that thief, but they can run from him. They know it's not their shepherd's voice. But the shepherd comes in through the gate and calls out his, to his sheep, and he says, he, he says Johnny, Sarah, Patricia, Larry, hey! And they come running to him. They know their shepherd and they love their shepherd. They, the sheep hear his voice, verse 2, and the sheep know his voice, verse 4. They hear the voice of their shepherd and they can't help but run to it because it's the shepherd that cares for them. Do you know the voice of your shepherd? It's often sad to me when I see, um, you know, Christians will share a Facebook clip of, of a sermon, and it's some false teacher that I know of that, that is not good to listen to, but they're like blown away by this guy because he has a good stage presence. He really gets people's attention. But if you actually wade through his public speaking gift and listen to what he's saying, he's not teaching Christianity. And often Christians can't hear the true voice of the shepherd saying, don't listen to that person. We got to hear Christ's voice. You must train yourself to be able to hear the voice of Jesus. You must hear the voice of your shepherd. And you measure out every other voice in light of that voice. You listen to that voice alone. How do you do this? Well, one of the biggest ways I think you know the answer is you get in this book. This is the voice of your shepherd all throughout this book. It's all here. Do you want to hear God's voice? I hear a lot of people say, I just wish God would speak to me. Okay, well, pull out your Bible and read it out loud. And that's God speaking to you audibly. It's His Word. This book is not just some ancient religious text. It's not just some inspirational devotional book. This is the very words of the God who made you. It's His words. He breathed this book out. In Psalm chapter 1, it says that um, the, the man who meditates on the Word of God every day is like a tree firmly planted in the ground um, right by a river. The river comes into the roots and strengthens the tree. The tree bears fruit and stays healthy. A person who doesn't meditate on God's Word every day is like chaff that the wind drives away. It's just dust that a simple wind breeze can blow away. If you listen to the voices of the world, but not the voice of your shepherd, you will blow away like chaff and there will be no life in yourself. But I do recognize that um, it's not that you don't listen for your shepherd's voice. Maybe you don't know how to hear it. Maybe you just struggle knowing how to study the Bible. 
Um, I recognize that. It's not that you um, can't hear the voice, it's that you can't really understand the voice. So let me give you a little method on how to do this sort of thing. Um, th this is something I do every single day. Chris, pull up that slide. This is called a hear journal. I learned this from a pastor up in Tennessee. Uh, I do this every day with what I read in the, in the Bible. I have a journal, a little leather-bound journal, and I write a page in it every single day. I read one chapter of the Bible a day, and I work through it with this. And so as I'm reading through that passage, I highlight a verse. So I pick out which verse really stuck out to me. Okay, verse 15. Okay, write, verse, write John 10, 15 at the top. And then you explain it, just the next line. You explain the passage. So what does it mean in your own words? So in the case of this, I just said 15. Um, let's actually just do verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So how does that explain in your own words? Well, Jesus loves his sheep and he dies for them. Okay, there's it in my own words. Apply. You come up with an application from that passage, from that verse. So um, an application for this might be, hey, I should follow this shepherd because he loves me and he wants what's best for me. And then you move to respond. Respond is you take whatever your application was and you come up with a specific action statement for today. What can I do today with this application that I came up with? Well, I can um, ensure that in whatever decision I make, maybe I've got some big decision to make today, I'm going to listen to the voice of the shepherd in this and not just my own mind in whatever i got to do. It's going to differ every day depending on what your day looks like. You think through your day, how can I specifically carry this application out today? And if you do that, you hear from God, H-E-A-R. You hear from Him. In a couple weeks, I don't know if you remember with everything that's happened in 2020, I put out a Bible reading plan for us last year. It was the New Testament all year. I'm going to be releasing another one of those for, for 2021. It's going to come out in a couple weeks. Um, this is going to be a um, different plan from last year, still five chapters a week, but it's going to jump back and forth between the Old and New Testament. Um, Try that out. Try that out. As you get it, read one chapter a day and do a hear journal with it every single day and just see how it, see if it revolutionizes the way you read scripture. Because it I used to think, okay, I got to get through five chapters a day. I'd plow through them and I'd get to the end of it and say, I don't know what I just read. With this, I'm taking it more in bite sized chunks. Okay, chapter nine. Wow, that really hit me right here. Let me meditate on that for a little bit. You don't have to read the entire Bible in one sitting. You can meditate on one chapter and hear from the Lord. If you're going to think for yourself in this world, if you're going to hear the shepherd's voice over the voice of everyone else, you must hear from Christ daily and hide his word in your heart. You must do that. And Jesus says next, there's two I am statements in John 10. Remember we've been looking at the I am statements? There's actually two of them here. I am the good shepherd and I am the door. Verse 7. I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. Jesus is not only the good shepherd to the sheep, he's the door the sheep must enter to get into the sheep pen. They can't enter by anyone else. Nobody else is the door. You not only have to listen to the shepherd's voice, you have to know who the shepherd is. You have to enter his way into the pen. Because Jesus taught that false Christ would come into the world. People pretending to be him. People claiming to have the same authority as him. 
people who tell you to look over there. there there's, there's Jesus over there. It's not Jesus, but they trick you. There will be many false versions of Jesus presented to you, and you have to know which one is the real one. We follow the Jesus of the Bible. Often what people will do is, is they'll be really passionate about some issue, and they'll make Jesus the champion of that issue. And that's where we put Jesus. We put him in our box. It might be he's our life coach. It might be he's um, for this social issue, that social issue. It might be he's a bigot. It might be he's tolerant. It might be he's Republican or Democrat or whatever. And we put him in that box and we say, this is Jesus. And it's nowhere near the Jesus of the Bible because it's too inferior to be the Jesus of the Bible. None of those versions ever measure up to the glory of who he is. We follow the door. We follow the good shepherd. We follow the God over all, the, the creator. We follow the Lord of the universe. He's bigger than your champion of a social issue or your life coach or whatever. He's bigger than all of that. He's the shepherd. He leads us. Verse 8 and 9 there are felled shepherds. They came before him. They were thieves and robbers, and the sheep didn't listen to them. Aye, they, they didn't listen to them. There's plenty of false shepherds who want to try to lead us, um, but they don't want what is good for you. Uh, Ezekiel 34, famous passage in the Old Testament about shepherds. I, I turn here pretty regularly to remind myself what my job is as a pastor. Um, Ezekiel 34, verses 2 through I think 10 or so. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? But you eat the fat, you clothe yourself with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them." Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word. Actually, jump down. Verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out, as a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered. So will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines. And and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be the grazing land. I myself will be their shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the strayed, I will bind up the injured, I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them. In the days of Jesus, there were false shepherds like this. They, 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 they didn't feed the sheep. They fed themselves. They, they took the food that was supposed to be fed to the, to the sheep, and they just stuffed their own face with it. They were the Pharisees. You know that. You can name any number of them today, from celebrities to corrupt politicians. They act like they care about you, but in reality, they're just stuffing their own mouths with your food. 
That, that's what they're doing. Here's the deal. Jesus actually cares about you. Jesus actually wants your good. If you enter through him, you will be saved and find pasture. You will get to eat. He will seek you out, bring you back. If you strayed, he will bring you back. He will bind you up and he will strengthen you. These other voices that we've talked about will not do that. They won't do that. He comes, verse 10, to give abundant life. John 10.10, 10, not Ezekiel 34. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Those other voices are thieves. They want to harm you. They are working for the thief of thieves. He wants to come and steal and kill and destroy. Whenever you see stealing in the world, whenever you see killing in the world, whenever you see destruction, you can assume the devil's behind it because he's been doing that thing from the very beginning. But Jesus came to give abundant life. Not financial prosperity, that's how people use this verse a lot, but the abundant life we just talked about in Ezekiel 34. He takes care of his sheep, he wants the best things for his sheep, he loves his sheep and he brings them in. He takes care of them. This is the Jesus of the Bible we follow. He's a shepherd who loves his sheep extravagantly. He's the one we follow. We follow the good shepherd. He's the exact picture to us of the most famous psalm in the Bible. You know it. Psalm 23. Jesus is the picture of that shepherd in Psalm 23. I'm going to read the, the psalm, but I'm going to replace all the pronouns with Jesus. Jesus is my shepherd. I shall not want. Jesus makes me lie down in green pastures. Jesus leads me beside still waters. Jesus restores my soul. Jesus leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Jesus is with me. Jesus' rod and Jesus' staff, they comfort me. Jesus prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Jesus anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of Jesus forever. That's your good shepherd. That's the one who cares about you. That's the one who loves you. The good shepherd. We know He's the Good Shepherd. We know He cares for us. Why? Because, verse 11, He lays down His life for the sheep. He's going to say later in John, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. We follow the shepherd who died for us. Those other shepherds in the world, they haven't died for you. If someone isn't your shepherd, they won't protect you. Verses 12 and 13. The hired hand, he'll see the wolf coming, he'll run away because he doesn't care about the sheep. He won't protect them. But the shepherd will push the wolves away and get them out of here. The people of our day so easily listen to the voices of so many people. But they're not the shepherd's voice. They're people who would abandon them the second they needed to. We know that because only this shepherd has died for us. The anchors on your favorite news channels haven't died for you. Cardi B hasn't died for you. Mark Zuckerberg and all of Facebook hasn't died for you. Oprah and Dr. Phil have not died for you. Jesus is the only one who has proven his love for you by laying down his life for you. He's the only one. 
He didn't have to lay his life down for you. No one took his life. He chose to give it up. He left his glory. He was the king of heaven. He was the son of God at the right hand of God the Father. He was worshipped by every angel and all the host of heaven. And he left all of that came to earth, lived in this pitiful, cursed world for 30-something years. He endured mocking, rejection, and attempted stonings. He came to the point of having the, the most inconvenient pains that he didn't have in glory. I raked pine straw for three hours yesterday. I have blisters on both of my thumbs right now. The God of the universe had to endure blisters. He didn't have to do that, but he did he prayed so difficult of prayers that his forehead bled. He bore all of our sins and death on himself on the cross, completely naked for all the world to ridicule him under the full weight of our rebellion and God's holy wrath. He took the killing blow and cried out, it is finished. None of the other shepherds in the world have done that. None of them. Jesus is the only one who has done this for you. The only one. So I ask you, are you one of his sheep? Are you one of his sheep? Because you notice in verse 16, Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus says there are still sheep to be brought into the fold. He was speaking there, you know, he's speaking, you know, in the first century, he's speaking, of course, of all those who had come to faith in him throughout history. You're right there in that Bible passage if you know Jesus. You're right there. He was talking about you. He was talking about every Christian down through the ages, the sheep that aren't yet in the fold. He's going to send his apostles out to preach the gospel, and they're going to spread the good news throughout the entire world. So I ask you, have you heard the shepherd's voice? H have you heard it? Fr friend, if you don't know his voice, you don't know him. That's what he says. You're not a sheep if you don't know the shepherd's voice. Perhaps you're one of those sheep but that, that have not been found out yet. Maybe you're still to be gathered into the fold. Well, today, why don't you come running to the shepherd? Come talk with me in a few minutes. I'll be down at the front. You can talk to me out on the, on the porch. I, I want to lead you to the good shepherd. I want you to know him. I want you to know his voice. Because he cares for you more than anyone else ever has. He cares for you more than anyone else ever has. Are you one of his sheep? If you are, listen to his voice. Know who He is and follow Him. Keep His voice in your mind. Never let it go. The whole world wants to tell you what to think. Sift through all that noise and listen to His voice. He wants what is best for you. All the others want to steal, kill, and destroy you. They will abandon you the minute you need help. Jesus will give you abundant life. You think back to Ezekiel 34. He will seek out the lost. He will bring back the stray. He will strengthen you when you're weak. He will bind you up when you're injured. He will lead you to good pasture. He will feed you with all that you need. He is the good shepherd. He loves his sheep. And for all of eternity, he will be your shepherd. 
One of my favorite passages in Revelation is Revelation 7. All of those who know Jesus are around His throne, worshiping Him. And we hear this said about Jesus and, and His people. Verse 15 of chapter 7. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. If you know Jesus, that describes you. If you don't know Jesus, it doesn't yet describe you. Why would you ever want to listen to someone else's voice? The shepherd loves you and wants what, what's best for you. So listen to his voice. Pray with me. Oh, good shepherd, I, I pray that, that, that those here would hear your voice today. Those who are your sheep, that they would hear your voice and, and follow you even more than they are now. Lord, those here who, who may not be your sheep right now, I pray that they would come running to the shepherd. I pray that they would not continue listening to the voices of the world, but would listen to the voice of the shepherd and hear from him every day. Lord, I pray that you would move in our hearts and make us want to be with our shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to talk to me about... Um, receiving Christ or being baptized or joining our church, I'll be here at the front. I'd love to talk with you. Caleb.